Uh, testing. Testing. One, two, three. All right, we're good. We're good. We're live. We're live. We're Genevieve back. is back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It was the social security. All right. All right. All right. Social is being canceled. The what? Your Scammers. social security card has been canceled? They were saying something like, your social security is under surveillance. Somebody's been tapping in. We're going to cancel your social within 24 hours. What? Like <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. You need to say exactly what you heard from the best of your memory now or else you're going to forget. What exactly did the message say? The message said, this is the social security department. Your social security, we're calling you because it's been fraud. We're going to be canceling your social security within 24 hours. It's under surveillance. There's been some fraud. Press one to speak to somebody. And then I pushed one and then some like. Definitely push one. Right, you push I don't one. know. What Indian happened? or what? I pushed one Indian. and then the guy goes, hi. He goes, hi. He says, uh, how can I help you? I said, I don't know. You guys are calling me. He was like, hello. How can I help you? I said, well, it sounds You're like, That me. sounds like some spam shit. Yeah, so I hung up on him. Don't give anybody your social security number anytime. Well, I know that. Listen, kids. Listen, kids. If you... <laughs> <laughs> never, uh, ever give your social security number, especially over the phone. <laughs> dude, like, literally, like, never give your social security <laughs> number to anyone ever. It's like, have you seen Inception? <laughs> Have you seen Inception? No, but maybe I should go home and watch that. Okay, Inception is basically Leonardo DiCaprio. You know that guy, the guy that's got the fucking... I'm sure you've been to his yeah, house. I know that guy. He's got the fucking... He's a poker player. He's got his fucking dinosaur. He's got his dinosaur freaking... Uh, his dinosaur... Uh, what do you call this thing? Not dinosaur skeletons. Dick? Fossils. Dinosaur fossils in his house. Yeah, so it stars Leo. It's directed by Christopher Nolan. Amazing director, by the way. You should check it out. It's a great guy. Um, anyways, the film and section, the plot is basically like <sighs> this team of professionals goes into people's dreams and implants these ideas and the people think that the ideas are theirs, but they're actually implanted there by this, these companies and these organizations that are paid to go and plant these ideas in their head. So that's basically what happened. That's basically what may have happened. Yeah. You know what? So don't Smart give your enough, social security guys. number. Because that's... Don't. That's like the one thing. It's like you can talk yeah, about anything. You know, you can go anywhere. You can do anything. But just don't give your social security number. Because that motherfucking that's dude... That's no-no. Whoever called you, that was like Inception. They're like, oh, it's cool. Just I know. Us. I felt like it... I felt like it was a thing of like, if I'm on the phone for one, one and a half minutes, they're going to tap into my bank account and take all yeah. my money and just give the digits just give the digits it's <laughs> fine it's just a few numbers just say them and we'll sort you out because if you don't your social security will be canceled i'll tell you what the u.s government is not canceling your social security you know why they're not canceling social security because you're because i'm not dead well also because you're just uh, uh, a number in a system and a source of revenue for the federal government <laughs> That's, That's all. all we are. It's a number. Yes. So don't stress and then we're about gonna it. We're going to die. But I really think, stressing. I really think, Genevieve, I really think that you and your boyfriend and your child 
should just come to Bali. I mean, come to I Bali. I would love to. The thing is, is like you're doing real estate and it's I want to sell this twelve and a half million dollar property and then hey, I'll come. That's hey, like if anyone wants right to now. buy a twelve and a half million dollar property right now in California, in Big Sur. it's cool. It's fireproof. It actually is. Hey, hey. yo, fireproof at home since twenty twenty. We can Genevieve live. Mm. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. So, um, is there anything else that we need to go over, Genevieve? While we're still here, just it's just you and me, just you and me, just, you. just us. Genevieve. Um, Genevieve, it's just you and me. I did ayahuasca. I did oh, yeah. ayahuasca. Show. Why the hell? The last person I spoke with said they were doing ayahuasca. What's up with ayahuasca? It was really, it was powerful. Wow, it took me to. I've been through a lot of trauma in my life, and it took me through. I mean, the third time I did it, each time was so different. The third time I did it, it, I felt like I was so grounded and so strong. And I felt this warrior spirit that was just so alive in me. And then all, I drank three cups, which was too much for me. But on that third cup, all of a sudden, like, I started crying so hard and I curled into a ball. And I just saw myself from age six to age seven, eight. 9, 10, 12, like I saw all these different ages and stages and I saw myself witnessing myself and these different traumatic moments I've experienced and places I've been and I was just observing and I had like this feeling of, wow, as such a young girl, how did I know how to deal, how did I know how to like soothe myself through all of that like fear and trauma, you know, so I feel like self-soothing is so important and so many of us turn to external things to find comfort, like drugs or alcohol or things like this. But one of my things that I really tapped into even more so through all three of my experiences is it's like there's nothing outside of us that's going to bring us any kind of peace or relief. It's all within. So just to really like keep that in mind always of like, you know, it's not about how can I, what, what, what what can I take? What drug can I take? What can I drink to like run away from these feelings or from this uncomfortability that's coming up or, you know, especially right now with all the stresses and pressures, like I'm talking about all the pressure and the stress that I have in my life, but it's like, I don't need like all the answers. They're already all within us. And, you know, all of the nurturing and love that we look for from another, it's all within us. And so just to like, remember to only turn within and, we will, you know, be, we will be free. Damn. I don't know, kind of rambling right now. Amen. Uh-huh. All uh praise -huh. due. I yeah. always have this weird feeling, like, where I'm in, like, like I don't do drugs, all right, for the record. Hey. I don't do drugs. I've done every drug that's ever existed, but I currently don't do any drugs at all, especially because I'm in Indonesia. And like, if you do drugs here, you can get the death sentence. Like literally you can get hanged or in jailed for in prison. For Not life. hanged, hung. No, it's hanged. Really? Yeah. It's hanged. When you get, when you get hung, it's considered hanged. Okay. Anyway. Like 10. Oh, not quite. <laughs> not nearly as enjoyable. Anyways, Damn. the point being, I used to do a lot of drugs. I don't do drugs. But when I used to do things, or I used to sit in meditation circles, or I used to take ayahuasca, whatever it was, and like people would be like, oh, 
all I think about was like a hoe. Is a hoe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it fucked me up. And I don't do that. So what's your advice for people that are in Aya, Aya sessions with the God, with the great grandmother and they're feeling spiritual and they're zen out and then someone's like a hoe? Well. How do you just- separate your modern society biases of one's of of a hoe versus a hoe like being the native american traditional like well you have to honor each tradition and let go of your view of a hoe being <laughs> a hoe <laughs> and you have to like keep your mind open to a hoe comes from a Native American tradition as well. It's not just a hoe on the corner. Just a like, hoe. or when, when you know, somebody says, amen, amen. A man, a, a man, a man, a woman, a, 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 a man. But so, okay, so wait a second, wait a second. There's a man and a hoe. <laughs> Am I, I, I just want to get this right, all right? I just want to be like, it's late. It's like, what time is it here in Bali? It's Wait, like, hold on one second. Oh, God. Keep talking. Keep talking. No. Keep talking. I'm going to mute you for a minute. Just keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. Hey, hey, just keep talking. I'm going to mute you. All right. You go ahead and mute me. All right. I hope you come back by the time I finish my question so that you can provide my question with an answer. My question is, so in basically ancient and contemporary Christianity, we have the term amen. And in ancient and contemporary Native American culture, we have the saying, aho. And I would like to know how, as a modern uh, Western-raised man, I can look at amen and aho without looking at it like a man and a ho. Like, how do I make that separation? And I'll wait for your answer. Wait, I'm sorry. Say, say. So, how do you make the separation between a man and a hoe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just paying right now for my oh, hoe. Apologize. Pay for the hoe. What are you I know. I for? used to get freebies. What are you paying? I'm, what are you paying for? Amen. What are you paying right I'm now? Just, I'm out. I'm paying for some. Uh, Honestly, for some antibiotics because I had my Jesus. dental work done. I know, and I really don't want to take fuck, these. dude? Get out of the system. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to take these antibiotics. Dude, you're so deep work. in the system, Genevieve. Dude, Genevieve. Oh, it's Genevieve. terrible. Jesus. No, you are the deepest. Like, do you realize, Genevieve, <sighs> like, you and I are, like, opposite sides of the same coin. Like, we're both born in Hollywood. Raised for the most part in Hollywood, have been subjected to all the terrible things in Hollywood, as well as all as well as all of the beautiful things in Hollywood. And the difference is, like, I just fucking like took a fucking chance. I just like somehow got the fuck out of the Matrix. Like I saw, I just yeah. like got a ticket and Thank just you. like. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I need. You my, got a ticket and you were out. Tell them you need your well, receipt also. and you need your social security number. <laughs> and I need... Because this Indian dude just called you. <laughs> <laughs>
And he was like, I need a social security. And I was like, oh, yeah, buddy? Well, I need to sell this $12.5 million house, and I need to get the listing first before I do that. So I'll tell you what. Yeah. You get me the $12.5 million house, and I'll give you whatever the fuck number you want. Oh. Oh. No, seriously, Genevieve. Can you tell me as a, as a maternal figure and a spiritual being and an ayahuasca taker and a human living in this current collective existence, can you tell me how we can separate like the Native American expression of a hoe with the Western like thought process that just says, oh, like a hoe? Because every time, like, and this isn't even involving drugs, okay? Like, listen, this is real talk. Like, I was at this like hot springs resort, like meditation retreat, like up like in the Pacific Northwest, like pre-COVID, back when things were normal. And there's all these people from all over the world. And we were like, went to this like sweat lodge and we were all like half naked and we were sweating. And like the leader was like this Native American man that's been all through this powerful stuff. And he just like was like, okay, like all our ancestors, a hoe. And I was like, wait, all your ancestors, a hoe? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> and like, I wasn't trying to like be derogatory. Like, you know me, Jenny. Well, Jenny. here's the thing that's your own shadow. Like, that's your perception, that's your monkey mind, that's your own shit that you need to let go of and keep your mind and your spirit open to other systems in the world. And like so, non-hoes or what? Yeah. But it's not about a hoe. It's about, in their language and in their culture, that's the way that they express, you know, their their. It's the same as amen and saying amen, you know, but it's a hoe. It's your way of, <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> I say, you know, just keep your, keep your, keep your head and keep your mind out of it. Uh, yes. Keep my head out of the hoe. Wait, what? Oh, God. <laughs> keep your See, head because out that of goes the back, hoe. That goes back to being the dirty old man that you are. Fuck, I am a dirty old man. And that's what's crazy. It's like all men, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm trying to transcend my physical being because, like, no, I'll be real. I'll be real. Like, I was just with a girl tonight. All right. Like, okay. And, like, I met you the girl. Sex? No, we didn't have sex. We didn't have sex. Did you I, get a blowy? I don't have a blowy. I did that thing where, like, I kind of, like, fucked her between the legs or she, like, squeezes her legs and I'm, like, kind of, like, like what? what? What is this? You've definitely you kind of you've done every sexual thing ever known in the history of humanity. So don't fucking play innocent with me. All right. I'm a sexual creature. For I'm sure. a sexual creature. <laughs> oh, I am. No, you are, and like I respect that. So basically, what it is is like okay, the woman is laying there, right, Genevieve? Okay. Yeah. You hear yeah. you listening to me? The yeah. woman's laying there. Yeah. Okay. And sure breasts and her stomach and her vagina is basically like laying face down on the bed. So like her titties and her stomach and her vagina are like pressed against so, the bed. Face down, ass up. Face down. Oh shit, fuck it. Such a good ass. She's a really good one. She was a good one. And okay. um okay, go on. basically like she didn't want to have sex, right? Okay. But she, like, wanted to, like, be there with me. So I was like, all right, I'll just, like, do that thing where she squeezes her legs together and, like, my cock is, like, rubbing on the, like, inside of her thighs. 
Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 totally. And I was like, and I was like, oh, and I was like, you know, pushing against her. But like, she was like, oh, I'm paranoid. You're gonna stick it in my butt. And I was like, dude, I'm not gonna stick in your butt. Oh. Just, just put your hand there and like, you know, because I had a condom on. And like, I know you're not a dude. I know you're like actually a woman. These days, it's tough to tell. But I know you're a woman, and like. So you don't know exactly, but like men, when we have condoms on, it's like a horse with blinders. Like we don't exactly oh, know what terrible. What? It probably feels awful. Well, I don't know where my we don't know where our cocks are. Like we don't really feel what's happening. We're just kind of like going through the motions. So I was like, all right, I've got a condom on. Like just put your hand down there, and you just like take control of the situation. So she's like, all right, and I was like, ah, oh, put your hand there. And um, so like I was basically was like just <laughs> fucking her thighs. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. and her legs were squeezed, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" And then I like I came because I'm a dude, and dudes like come, and I felt like a fucking with the condom on with the condom on. Well, I took after. Let me ask you. I took after you came. Did you say a ho? <laughs> <laughs> or did you say amen? <laughs> I was like, "Amen, a ho." <laughs> <laughs> No, but the point of the story is just like, yeah, I came because dudes like to come. But then I was like, fuck, am I just like a dirty old man? Like, what the fuck? Like, what is, I don't understand. Like, she was like, oh, I need some money, you know? And like, oh, I'm going through tough what? times and COVID. Yeah, because, dude, COVID, dude, COVID's like. So she was a hoe. <laughs> what the fuck? No. She's just like, she's just like a girl that's going through some shit, you know? But like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I can talk about all this conscious stuff. I'm like, oh, this, I'm this, you know, I meditate and like do this yoga. But at the end of the day, like, I'm a dude with a dick. And like, any dude with a dick is a fucking aggressive dude. Like, penises are yeah, fucking, it, like, penises are fucking, like, they're just like, they're really, like, intrusive. Like, they are. And if you let that sexual organ run your, your mind, then yeah. Well, 99% of the time, I do not. But that 1% of the time I do, is like, ah, oh, you know what I mean? Well, that's good. Listen, I think you're a pretty respectable guy. Oh, considering I'm Considering the types of guys that are there. Pretty? No, well, this is the thing. Okay, yes, correct. Jedi, look at I'm not here to, like, put myself down or to, like, doubt your perspective. Yeah, I think I agree. But you're a guy. I'm a guy. And that's the fucking problem. Yeah. That's the problem is I'm a guy. And men are fucking predators. Like, we're fucking animals. Like, we're so, like, even the most, like, elevated and spiritual and enlightened and, you know, respectful and, like, calm and, you know, accepting man but the, still has but a the penis. Worst is, yeah, but the worst is when a guy isn't honest about what his intentions are when a guy's like no just come off come come let's hang out like yeah let's let's talk or yeah let's just like hang out watch movie when really they're <laughs> like no i want to fuck it's like well if you that's what you really want then just say that rather but than dudes don't know in, like a vulnerable position yes they know they don't they always, always know. know i'm a dude i know that they don't always know if you meet a beautiful woman and you're like, hey, let's be alone in one room together, but we're not going to have sex, you know what your intention is. Okay. You want to have sex. Okay, I think that to be safe, that even if men don't think they want to have sex, they should just say, hey, just so you know, I have a penis. 
and it gets hard and then it wants to go in places and my mind tells me that I don't want to have sex and I don't want to objectify you because you're a woman and I don't want to object okay okay since we're on the sex topic what do you think about porn what do you think about that's a vague question I fucking hate porn I do too but what do you think about a man watching porn? Like if he's in a relationship? Is well, that, okay. You- I mean, first of all, it's 2020 and there's live porn. I mean, I literally just talked to a girl last night who masturbated in front of me and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm going finger my pussy. I'm like, whoa. So like, I think first of all, anyone who watches old, like I think any porn that's not live, like any porn that's not like, like live porn where the person is right there live is like old porn. I think old porn is fucking outdated. Did I answer your question? You asked me a specific question. I was interviewing you, but that's fine. You asked me a specific question, I'll give you a specific answer, Genevieve. Pacific? Yeah, like the ocean. I was just thinking on, you know, wanting to know what your view is about porn, pornography. Like, (laughs) is it healthy to watch porn sometimes? I don't think so. Do you think, like, no. No, I don't, I don't like think, I don't, th- like, honestly, like, honest, like, honest, to, like, honestly, I think pornography is a terrible travesty to the sacred art of making love and sexual interaction yes. and intercourse with other because individuals. Is, yeah, I think that's good, Aaron, because it is such a sacred act, which has gotten abused and lost along the way for so many, but it is a sacred... Well, we've all gotten abused and lost along the way. Of course. But, okay, that's good. It's nice to hear a male's perspective on pornography. But I'm not a normal male. Like No, you're definitely not. I see pornography as any other addiction. Like, look at I don't watch porn. I haven't watched porn in a while. I used to watch porn. And I look at like, again, like... I can talk about porn. I will answer any question you have from a, a, a male perspective about porn. However, I must say as a disclaimer, I'm not a normal male. So, you know, like I can't answer for all of the male population of the world. But what I will say is like porn is an addiction for several reasons because the problem with pornography, well, there's a lot of problems with pornography. Basically, it combines two major addictions. One, which is the adrenal gr- glands and the pheromones that are released during sexual activity. And two is the like screen, like the watching on a screen addiction, because we're addicted to our screens also. So you have like a screen addiction and you have like this carnal, like sort of uh, endorphin addiction and they combine. And one of the major problems with porn is it gives you like this, like it's like this instant gratification thing. Like I fucking hate porn. Like, I shouldn't say hate because, okay, I don't hate anything. But if I was to hate something, like, if, I, if, if someone's like, all right, you can choose to hate one thing in this universe, what are you going to hate? I would be like, mmm, probably porn. Because it basically fucks up our relationships with people. Like, you know, like I had this girl over literally tonight. Like, I literally had this girl over before I did this podcast. Like, literally. The same one that you were saying? I don't know. Well, I've had two girls in the past. Uh, which girl? The the girl that uh, I fucked that between the That you come between her thighs? Yeah, yeah, the girl I came from is right. And it's like, like, she's probably a really cool person. Like, she's probably 
really intelligent and probably has great charisma and probably has all her own amazingness about her. But the problem is because of porn, I objectify her. Right? Right. I objectify her. I say, oh, she's got a big booty. Oh, she's got long legs. Oh, she's got big breasts. Like, she was super hot, actually. She's a super hot. She's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. Like, really, she's a beautiful woman. But who are you talking to? Who the fuck are you with? Thank you. Uh, I'm just turning, and I honked at the guy to ask him if he can move so I could turn. What did he say? Did you ask him his opinion on porn? No, because we didn't have time. (laughs) You didn't have time to get into that? No. I'm almost home, everyone. I'm almost home. Hey, everyone! Everyone is literally you and me. We're everyone. Well, we're a lot of people. We're a lot. <laughs> we we are so much. No, it's funny because actually, like, the reason, like, I'm not trying to like do the whole thing where someone asks a question, it's a difficult answer, so they change the subject. So I'll get back to porn. Don't worry, I'll get back to the porn. But the reason. That I'm doing this podcast is because I feel like people have a part of themselves that they are longing for, that they're missing. Like there's something missing in their heart or in their soul or in their body. And they're like, I want this little part of me filled. And I'm trying to like, like have us fill that part. So part of that is us being able to have an intimate conversation that we're able to share. Because a lot of people, like, a lot of people are just like you and are just like me, Genevieve, and we listen to these podcasts and we listen, like, we're tired of listening to music because all music sounds the same. And we're tired, now tired of listening to podcasts because they're all the same people talking about the same shit. They're scared of fucking council culture and they don't want to say anything weird and they feel all fucked up. And it's like, yo, like, I'm a fucking human being, all right? And you're a human being and we're going through stuff and we want to connect. But we don't want to connect in any sort of committing sort of way. Like, we want to be able to connect in a very voyeuristic way. And that's where, like, a good podcast comes into play. Because you can put it on, and you can take a shower, or you can make breakfast, or you can take a poop, or you can get dressed, or you can drive your car, and you can listen to this intimate moment without having to get too involved, but still feel connected. And you can call in. And you can call in. You can call into the podcast and you can ask your questions and you can be involved in the conversation. And I think that's all people want. And that's sort of like what you know, like I don't want to distract myself from the from from the point and the question you asked. And the point being is just is like, listen, yeah, I feel guilty. I feel bad being a man. I feel aggressive. Like sometimes I wish I didn't have a penis. Okay? Sometimes I wish my penis wasn't there. Like some, like my best friends in this world are pretty much divided 50% male and 50% female. And like, it's like this girl tonight. It was like, yeah, okay. I fucked her between her legs. And she's like, okay, like I'm cool. Like I just don't want to have sex. So I didn't cross her boundaries, right? I didn't put my penis inside of her. That's great. I mean, the number of times for me where I been in an intimate space with a man who I've demanded that kind of respect and they've been so aggressive and manipulative and it's just so off-putting. So I'm glad that you didn't do that and that you respected her. All my respect. But what do you mean? What do you like? You were like, just don't put your penis in my vagina and like shut yeah, the fuck up, bitch. Like, and they I put don't... their cock in your vagina. Yeah. 
And the thing is, is to have been in those vulnerable, not that I, it's healthy that I've put myself in those in my life, but it's like, you know, if alcohol is involved, like people become even more aggressive. And, oh, well, A, people become more aggressive, right? And let's, let's be honest. When you say people, you mean men. Men, yeah. Men become more aggressive and women become less able to define their boundaries. Right? So it's a, it's a two-part process, okay? And I'm not making excuses for men here, okay? Like, I'll be the first one to say men, like, are aggressive and penises are fucking the devil, all right? Like, it sucks, like, okay? I'm going to find a good one. Hold on to it, ladies. <laughs> but women, okay? So that's men, okay? Let's just, let's just make a generalization. Wait. You cut out. I'm just making a general, I'm just over here making generalizations, okay? Okay. Okay, so men, <laughs> men are all aggressive. They have penises and they may think in their mind, oh, I'm an elevated spiritual human and I respect everyone equally. I, I just want to hear about how your day went. But as soon as their penis gets hard, they become this other creature. And they're just like, oh, I just want to release the semen. And I'm, oh, I don't know where to go. And just direct my hard cock somewhere. Right? Now, women, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to be that annoying dude that tries to say women feel like this because I'm not a woman. All right? I'm a man. So correct me if I'm wrong and feel free to fill in the blanks. Where women are like, hey... Like, I want to have this connection, but, like, I don't want to, like, get, like, intruded on too much. And so here are my perimeters, and, like, here's, like, what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing to do. And then men are just like, oh, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, oh, I have a hard cock, and it's going over here. So I think that the miscommunication comes, it was, like, women are just like, oh, and then, like, women, like, stop communicating. They're just like, fuck, like, I, this is not working. Like, I don't know what to say. And the dude's like, oh, and while the woman is like, yeah. while the woman is like in her head, right? And like, just being like, oh, I don't know what to say. The dude's cock is like making his way towards the vagina. So like, I know. right. Communication is so important, but I feel like it's hard for women in those moments to express and vocalize those thoughts in their minds because of sexual traumas that have happened along the way in life. Right. So this is the thing. This is my point. It's like, how do we get to the point collectively as a humanity where women can feel confident speak because it's 50 50 okay i don't care what the fuck anyone says in regards to this necessarily i mean i do care kind of but i also don't care kind of like women have just as much of a responsibility to speak up as men have to fucking control their urges like if a woman like if a woman doesn't say anything then a man doesn't fucking know well yeah so women need to be able to feel comfortable enough confident enough and like mm -hmm. courageous enough to say hey here are my boundaries okay fine fuck my thighs don't put boundaries. your cock in my pussy fuck my thighs fuck my thighs don't put my cock on your pussy i think you're like whatever yeah. but like i don't want you to go inside of my vagina and then men need to be like open enough comfortable enough and respectful enough is to honor that and it's a two-part process right because women need to teach men just as much as men need to just as men need to listen from women so 
It's like, how do we get to that point, right? Because, like, think about it. Think about it. Let's think about it. Let's think about it for a second. Let's think about it. Because I've been drinking right now. I'm not turned at all. I'm not turned on at all. Like, You're not honestly, what? I'm not turned on yeah. at all. Like, I'm, well, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not turned at all talking about the sexual assault right now. No, but, um, like, what I, like, I think it's important that women are able to speak up and at the same time like i want women to take responsibility for themselves without taking responsibility away from men so just because i want women to be able to speak up and say hey this these are my boundaries it's not taking away from women's from men's responsibility to listen yeah, and I want women to not feel ashamed to speak up and to speak their truth and to be open about what some of their traumas are, you know. I want women to feel comfortable enough to be able to honor themselves and their life experiences with what they've gone through before they put themselves into these sexual situations. But really, it's not even like opening up to the man. It's really just getting clear and real with themselves so that then they can lay out their boundaries and understand what their boundaries need to be moving forward in their lives, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, each woman's boundaries are subjective to their own personal existence. And you're correct because when a woman doesn't speak up, okay, if a woman just says... Okay, like she she shuts down, and I've talked to a lot of women going through this because they've had trauma, and they've said, "Hey, like I just shut down, like I can't say anything, like I'm I'm able to speak, and this man takes advantage of me, and I can't say shit, like I'm just sitting there taking it because I I, I can't deal with this right now, like when that happens, yeah, that it's a fear, right? It's a fear, and because they've been suppressed their whole life. So. Right, and that was the that's the problem with me. That's the that's like we're coming full circle now, Genevieve. We're coming full circle. All right, no, we're seriously, we're coming full circle. And and that's the issue with me too is that we can't blame men and we can't blame women without like removing the power of each like women are just as empowered as men. We need to be equal about this. We need to say, okay, men have issues and women have issues, and how do we come together? No, no. Well, how do we support you? And I think that, like, the moral of the story, like, if anyone takes anything away from this, the moral of the story is that women need to be need to feel comfortable enough to speak up. Like, just like, just say how you feel. Like, there's no yeah. right, there's no wrong. Speak your mind. And, and yeah. And it doesn't matter what the outcome is, but as long as you're honoring yourself and you're honoring your experience and you're honoring your feelings and your needs, then then right on. It's not about what the outcome is or what somebody else's response or reaction is going to be. And I've learned so much of that in my life of how to use my voice and say, you know, what I need and how I'm feeling rather than suppressing it because I'm afraid of what the response is going to be, or I'm afraid of being rejected or whatever it is. It's like rise up and use your voice. 
Yeah, and it's like, how do we do? Because we can't just like, ex- we can't just eradicate all the men on the planet. We can't just say, all right, man, you're no, fucking. Right. At the same time, we need men to be able to say, hey, listen, like you gotta fucking listen to the woman. Like women. Yes. We need men to not function from their aggressive male heart and to just soften a little bit and to, to be a little more, you know, just how women are nurturing. You need men to be a little more nurturing to a woman's feelings and bodies. My boyfriend, he's all about wanting to make me feel good. Like, it makes him so happy to make mm. me feel good rather than, you know, a male just wanting to come. Like, no, like, please the woman. Pleasure her. Make her feel beautiful and seen and heard. So that's the honoring of the divine feminine. Honor the female, yeah. Yep. I completely, I completely agree. And I think that I think that we should continue this conversation at some point in the near future on another episode because we've been talking for I don't know how long, but I know definitely, well, definitely a, a while. Like this, we is, went through a lot of places. <laughs> we went through a lot of places. Some of the things we covered where we spoke on Hollywood, John Gotti, single motherhood. Uh, real estate, um, the Me Too movement, <laughs> communication, uh, f- anything else that we that we need to we need to summarize? Social security, social security <laughs> fraud. Yeah. Don't give that guy your number. No. The secret I mean, number. We could dive into this topic of of women and sexuality so much more. We talked about porn. Yeah. Pornography. To be continued. Thank you for um, including me, Erin, and for inspiring my my existence. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. A hoe. (laughs) A hoe and a man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, look at, like, I really think that, like, I don't even. How do you even spell ayahuasca? I uh, how the fuck? A y a h u a s c a. I got it. Yep, I got it. Like, here's the deal. Like, there needs to be people communicating what we're all going through without the fear of censorship. And this is the last bastion of humanity right now. Like us talking, like one on one with each other, and people being able to hear it is really the last bastion. Everything else has been censored. Facebook's been censored. Twitter's been censored. Instagram's been censored. All the major news media networks are censored. Podcasts are the last bastion. And even most podcasts are self-censored. Like, self-censorship is one of the worst forms of censorship. So it's really nice to be able to get together and just have an open dialogue about what we're going on. What's going on with each other and ourselves and how that's reflect, re- reflective on the general society. And yeah, I mean, I appreciate Genevieve. You're one of my best friends. You're my Hollywood sister from another mister. And I appreciate you. And yeah, definitely. Like, let's get back together in like a few weeks or a few months. And let's continue this conversation. 
And I suggest, Genevieve, that you make notes, okay? Take notes of what you want to discuss and what you should have said and what you wanted to say. And make notes because we're going to come back together in a, in a few, few weeks or a few months or whatever. And we're going to get into it. And, um, yeah. I would, love, I would love to have, you know, women, other women involved and, like, have women, like, ask questions on this sexual topic. And then you and I can discuss it. That would be neat. Yeah, so again, anyone that's listening to this, feel free to um, reach out on any of our platforms and ask questions or find a way to call in, and we're gonna we're gonna organize that as well. It's um you know it's it's a big priority of mine. Um, I've never embarked on any project that's ever been a failure. Everything I've ever any project I've ever taken on has been successful. Like literally everything I've taken on has been successful, and Mom. this I want to make this I want to make this successful, and I want to make this a platform for people to be able to communicate and express themselves all over the world. So, you know, that's that's definitely that's definitely what's gonna happen. So, so yeah, for sure, for sure, and we'll get together, and we're gonna have a way to where. You and I can have this discussion and people can call in in real time and ask their questions in person on on the on the show. Maybe it can even be like um like a Zoom podcast so where people can see our faces and we can nope, see their faces. Can't see my face. You can wear a mask. <laughs> oh, what sort of mask that I wear then, Aviv? <laughs> wear a mask of a peacock. A mask of a peacock? What the <laughs> fuck does a peacock mask look like, Genevieve? I don't know. You should ask a hoe. <laughs> a hoe. Um. It's so weird because it's such like a mystical, magical, powerful, spiritual saying in Native American culture and Western culture is like trying to like get in the zone and we're just like, oh, like what? Like, it's so weird. Like language. I was talking about some my buddy from fucking the Congo about language and how it like affects our subliminal consciousness. But that's another conversation for another day. I would like to thank yeah. you, Genevieve. For being here and expressing yourself on Real Talk Stories live from Bali. Again, how can people find you and ask you questions to follow up? You can find me. You can email me, GenevieveAlexandra, gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Vive for Life, V I E V E, the number four, Life. Um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to talk more about anything more than how, happy how can i be of service allow me to be of service amen amen <laughs> hey woman no uh I, amen all right um i love you i love you too genevieve thank you very much let's talk soon um thank you very, very much for everything all right y'all we'll talk soon um peace, peace. and love Live from in the Middle East. Mwah.